0: Dude, yeah. you're wearing gloves. <laughs> and now you're wearing a mask. Yeah. You know this is yeah. audio and not video, right? Yeah. Are you gonna tell me why you're wearing gloves and a mask? No. Why not? Does it do, no one can hear the mask? That's not the point. I'm i hey, looking
1: what, at you. What what's the name of this podcast?
0: Uh <laughs> and Spook.
1: So what who are you? Robot Head. Do I look spooky right now?
0: You look like a maniac. (laughs) I'll take that. (laughs) Are you going to at least explain to the audience why you're wearing glasses? They can't see it. Are we recording? (laughs) This is the Robot Head and Spook podcast. Two creatives talking about where art and life intersect, crash and burn. Hello, wherever you are and whenever you are. My name is Michael, I'm your co-host and this is the Robot Head and Spook podcast. Uh, I am Michael, as I said, aka Robot Head. Opposite me is... Hi, I'm JF
1: and I'm The Spook. Welcome to your source of all movie, pop culture, comic and news podcasts. Dude, dude, we're not doing that. Oh, we're not? That's what everyone's doing. Oh shit,
0: sorry. What are we doing then? (laughs) Something else. Oh, okay. Sounds fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, JF and myself are both um, kind of creatives, I guess we call ourselves. Um, we both do creative endeavours, and so we thought we'd put together this podcast. Um, and we wanted it to be a little bit different to other podcasts that cover all manner of geek things, even though we're probably pro- both pretty geeky.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, we've all heard the stories of like the guys that have made it, the success stories, and... Um, in my opinion, that's about 1% of everyone that's actually ever doing anything. So in the case of art, um, it's all good to hear about the uh, the really big success stories who are actually living off their artwork and uh, making a really great living.
0: When we're saying art, we're talking about painters, illustrators, sculptors, musicians, yeah, like writers, big, yeah, everything, everything,
1: everything. And I mean, I think the reality of it is a little bit more, a little bit closer to what we experience is that we have regular jobs and really work hard to push a boulder uphill creating artworks you know in the nooks and crannies of our lives.
0: We would not be what you class as um, uh, successful artists.
1: I'm completely unsuccessful and I'm fully successful in my unsuccessfulness. (laughs) I'd be what you class as small time. I'm you know always struggling to create artworks but I'm trying to do it in all Mm. interesting and innovative ways and um basically trying to buck the
0: trend of whatever else is going out there okay well let's go back just a step before we keep going with that part of the conversation <clears throat> um uh we knew each other in high school we met in about year 10 or 11
1: i think it was in year 11 i i met you in year 10 and i think i was pretty much giving you a bit of crap for reading ghost rider comics um from what i remember it was probably ghost rider 2099 it the was. time frame yep. yeah yeah and um, I was just—I remember t- turning around, and you were reading it in assembly. And I was like, "Oh, what are you reading those baby comics for?" And you know, to be honest, I think that was just a cry for help. I just wanted some friends and stuff like that. You—you <laughs>
0: like... <laughs> you were at that high school from year seven. I was, as was I. But yep. we didn't really get acquainted properly until later years. I didn't hate you. I didn't know you. You didn't <laughs> know who I <it> was. I <laughs> uh, we were probably uh, I I did have a group of friends at um at high school, you know, through those junior years. But I think the thing that I had in common with most of them was that um none of us were the popular kids. I've never been one of the the cool kids. I'm still not one of the cool kids. Yeah, I I was actually one rung below that. And, um, I was just in the dregs. So.
1: I didn't even have friends because all those popular kids were the
0: unpopular kids and I don't even
1: know where I'm going with that. It. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was a it was a number of years ago now. There was the twentieth anniversary of our graduating year. Mm-hmm. And and we both decided not to go. I wasn't invited. I wasn't invited. So so there we go. We didn't go. I thought you were
1: invited. No, I was never invited. I don't okay. think I want to be back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, usually when you go to those, uh, those anniversaries, um, or was it the school anniversary or was it for our graduating year? Our graduating year. Yeah, I wasn't invited. Okay. Like, I think I found out about it afterwards.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, and Sending my the view... invitation late. My, my view of it, my, <laughs> it's probably still in the mail, my, my view of it was that, um, you know, I, I had no interest in catching up with the people who didn't care about me 20 years ago.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I find that uh, dynamic kind of interesting. Whenever you get a Facebook or an Instagram um, thing of someone that hated you in high school, I'm like "Hey," and I'm like, "Yeah, you. get so the we, hell out of here! What do you want now?"
0: So we actually, um, uh, we actually, uh, after we 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 were pretty close in those last few years of high school, and and we did um, uh, you know those baby comics that that <laughs> you were. Uh, Saw me reading in assembly, yeah. You ended up getting into them, in yeah. A pretty I still big, am into big, them, big, 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 big bad way. And, um, we we did we did a lot of art and drawing together, and yep. um, and and we actually created a comic book page ourselves. It was horrible, it was really bad. I still have it, it's horrible, it's great. I mean, it's beautiful it's, and horrible, beautiful all the It's beautiful time. in the way that it's horrible, yeah, yeah, it's uh, magnificently ugly. Yeah,
1: I, I actually had the, the cojones to take that. Uh, penciled, inked, coloured, and laminated page. <laughs> laminated, that, A3. Was, that was a great touch. Yeah, yeah it was horrible. <laughs> um, down to OzCon, or Oz, i think it was OzCon—in uh, I think it was 1995, and showed it around to the uh, movers and shakers of the uh, Australian comic book scene at the time, and they were all very polite. <laughs> <laughs> but so uh, the lessons
0: that they did impart on me, I did actually work on over the yeah. ensuing twenty years, and, and that, now... that's the interesting thing because um, when <clears throat> I left school, I was considering a career in illustration, and and just felt like I didn't have the chops. I wasn't good enough, and um, I thought that you needed to be at a at a certain standard, um, basic standard, to just even consider. Doing anything professional with it and decided not to went into um, the healthcare industry instead. I mean, everyone gets that uh, mm. um imposter syndrome. Mm. Uh,
1: like, ev even even the greatest get the imposter mm. syndrome. We
0: should talk about imposter syndrome, but not today, I reckon. Yeah. We've got a few other things to talk about for for this our pilot episode, but. Um, the, the thing is, about a year or two after high school, we kind of lost touch. Yeah. Um, we didn't have a falling out or anything. We just kind of lost touch with each other. And, um, and we reconnected, uh, I think it was about 16, 17 years later.
1: Yeah, I found you on a uh, Facebook forum. And I was completely surprised because I'm pretty sure I did look you up on Facebook. And you probably had me blocked up until that point. So, no, yes, um,
0: I, I had security settings... <clears throat> I've always had security settings set reasonably high because I wasn't particularly interested in being found on social media. I've yeah. got an I've got an interesting relationship with social media. Um, we, that probably again a topic for another day. Well, it's
1: interesting you say that because I actually have my insecurity settings fairly high as well.
0: Um, I, can I suggest to you that a lot of people on social media have their insecurity settings? Yeah, I've pretty completely high. got rid of them now. Like, it's,
1: a, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful experience Oh
0: now. no. Um, yeah, so we, we reconnected and found that our lives had run, um, somewhat parallel to each other, um, for a period of time. We're both parents of, uh, two children, in my case, kind of two and kind of four. Um, that's another story. Um. Is but, it a story of, of a lovely lady
1: who was br- br- Sorry, sorry, sorry. It, a bit of a Brady Bunch situation. It pretty yeah. much is. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. So, yeah, we 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 reconnected and and um we've been hanging out quite a bit ever since and and talking on the phone regularly and doing all this stuff. And um the thing about JF is that um you kept going with the art. You persisted with the art. And, you know, it's not necessarily a career and you talk about being in the 1% that is just... Oh, I mean the, the 99%. Oh, they're not, sorry, the 99%, not the 1% that's making the money out of it. We're yeah. The, we're the other guys.
1: Yeah. Um, and I think this is, this is the appeal because yeah. um, I think we're all the other guys... Yeah. And I think we're all tired. Well, I know I'm tired of hearing <laughs> about how Harrison Ford was a carpenter before he made it big or how uh, such and such cleaned toilets for two years before oh. they made it big. I mean, that's great, but they made it big. We are still living a real life. We're still having, carpenters. We're still carpenters cleaning and cleaning toilets. toilets. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Not you know, figuratively yeah. cleaning toilets. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sometimes literally.
0: We clean our own toilets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, but the 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 thing that I was going to point out is that you persisted with the art. You kept drawing mm-hmm. and you kept on going and going and going and going and and doing more and doing things and um you've got sketchbooks piles yeah. of sketchbooks and folders full of art and um it's actually a fire hazard now. <laughs> and 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 you know i, I kind of dropped it for a little while there and i'm doing my own thing now and um it's probably not quite to the same standard as yours but
1: um, well i mean you know when when you go off in different directions and you 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 master something that i would never even consider like even trying it's it's not it's not so much mm-hmm. talk about parallels and that sort of stuff i mean i do remember very clearly and you know this happened with music around 94 95 um, and it happened with art as well because that was about the time of um, the manga explosion, where the actual brand name manga movies was coming out, and um, and skateboard brands like Hookups were coming out with very anime inspired artworks, and I was really in- really interested in that. And mm. at the time, we were very heavily into like the Marvel mainly Marvel mm. um, yeah. style uh, and image that really hyper hyper you know, muscular, crazy, skin, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shiny metal and stuff. Yeah. And it as really I started to, um, move into the anime and manga thing, I remember you were like, oh, but that's, that's all the same, you know, that all looks the same and mm. you weren't, you didn't really come on that journey with me. Mm. And I went in there I for a I didn't have while. a good understanding of it. And I mean, that's fine. It's like, it's not something that you're interested in and we didn't have to be joined at the hip, but, um, it's just one of those things where that like creatively we just went off in different directions and I was very interested in electronic music at the time. Whereas before that Mm -hmm. it was a lot more rock based and that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, like I just went off in one direction and you went off in another and then, you know, we're back now and it doesn't even matter what, what our differences are. You know,
0: there are some strange parallels (coughs) in our, um, um, in our lives over that period of time that we weren't in contact, but at the same time, we're we're actually remarkably different people. Yeah, like yeah, different from each other. Yeah, so I I mean. I'm a grumpy bastard, and you <laughs> I'm probably miss the little bright little more sky. The, you know, yeah. like <laughs> miss the blue sky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I do have to challenge. Yeah, okay, controversy number one. I do have to challenge you on what you said about um, being as small time as it gets. Yes. Am I correct in saying that you have had your artwork in art shows? Yes. More than one art show. Several art shows. Have yes. you had solo art shows? Yes.
1: That's not a small time. Dude. When everyone in Melbourne has a solo art show, you might as well like it might as well be like everyone eating hamburgers. Like we it, I've never had When one. every <laughs> single artist that you know has had a solo art show, you start sitting stepping back and looking at the art industry going, wow. Art shows aren't so much about showcasing the artists as, as much as it is about galleries just selling people on the idea of doing a show or getting money off them. Like, it, it gets to a point where you have to take a really strong look at the, like, where everyone is going, where, like, everyone's invited to these special shows and does a thing, 100 artists, 100 plus artists at this show, or you do your solo show for a $1,500, and, you know... Like your work will be in the gallery for one week and people can come and buy it and um like listen, I've been to those shows and I've seen three red dots and I'm like, How is that even What's a red dot for those? A who red don't dot know? is a sale. Okay. Right, so like I see three sales in an entire show and I'm like, How is that even worth it? And you know, the the thing when I did my solo show, which I thought was really innovative and <clears> clever It was. It was and mm-hmm. no one saw it, so um That was around this time of year uh, two years ago, maybe two or three years ago. Yeah, it's. I mean, no one saw it. No one came. It was in a gallery that wasn't in a place where anyone would want to go to. Um, And you know, friends and family came, and that's great. But they would come anyway. Um, And if I'm being completely honest, um, yeah, I made a little bit of money, but you did. You sold a bit. You know, yeah. But I mean, it's it, it. Nobody. It didn't change anything. It didn't change my status as an artist. It didn't change you know, the world, it didn't change anything. Like, I thought my idea was awesome and bulletproof and obviously maybe if I was a little bit more well-known, it would have been, you know, taken in a little bit better. But when you are unknown, like, I mean, let's put it this way. Okay, when you're really well-known, whether it be in a band or an artist or whatever, you can literally, literally do anything you want and everyone would think it's genius, right? When you see, like... um you know, was it Angus Young mm. in ACDC? Like, you know, yeah. in a schoolboy outfit, like spinning around on the floor and acting like a complete idiot. It's like, oh my God, he's a genius, you know? <laughs> you know. But, you know, if you don't have a massive audience and you do that, right, you're like, man, what's, what's wrong with that guy? Like, there's something, <laughs> something wrong with him, <laughs> you know? And I mean, we can talk about, like, uh, my infamous painting smashing thing in a later episode Ooh, and man. how the... People just called me up, including, uh, present company, trying to talk me off the edge
0: and, uh, don't, don't do it, man. Don't, don't do it. Me. And I'm like, no, it was more, ta-? no, was but more I mean, like I was, I was cautiously I was, just making sure yeah, you're okay. Yeah, but then my mum called me up and she's like,
1: <laughs> why did you break that painting? And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, and I'm no. like, that was a, it was a, it was a clear statement. It was a very well thought out process. It was it wasn't a rage thing, and you know I literally every single person that emailed me, or or contacted me by a DM, I literally sent them, um, like a couple of photos, um, one being Ai Weiwei smashing a bars, and the other being Banksy's shredded. Balloon girl, oh, and everyone, yeah, everyone's got great. it right away. Yeah, they're yeah, yeah, like, yeah. "Oh, okay, see, see, you're you're only partially crazy because you're not famous, right? But these guys are famous, so they're not crazy, you
0: know." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> uh, it's an interesting thesis. All right. So uh, yeah. That, uh... We've just had a break and we're just going to pick up the conversation. Um, Jeff, you've got a really interesting, uh, some interesting perspectives and, and certainly what I would class as a very interesting relationship with your audience. Fair to say? I have an audience. I didn't,
1: <laughs> didn't <laughs> realise anyone was watching.
0: That that it is. <laughs> well, people are watching and you've had more response this week, for doing some things, um, than than what you've had doing your more routine regulation art yeah. show type kind of displays of yeah. artwork. I so mean, t- t- yeah. t- tell the audience what you did this week. All right, I went to Savers and dropped some stuff off. Well, s- some stuff. You weren't just talking about bric-a-brac, were you? We're not. You you weren't taking down the old um lawn furniture that you're not using anymore. No.
1: What was it? Well, um, what happened is I was um, looking around my studio and I was trying to figure out how to get rid of some artworks that have been sitting around for a long time. And I mean, they were really great artworks. And um, I wasn't sure, no one was really buying, no one was really responding to you know my offers to, hey, why don't you come down and pick up one of these pieces? And no one really could be bothered to come down. So I decided to put on a uh, an impromptu art show At Savers...
0: Savers, for those who don't know, is a uh, place that runs on donations. It's essentially a giant op shop.
1: It's an apartment store op shop. It's brilliant. (laughs) I go to at least two a week. It's amazing. You can find some of the most amazing stuff
0: there. I would agree with that. So, when you say you put on an art show in Savers, Mm -hmm. you donated a bunch of art. I did. I donated all at one time. I donated
1: around about 15 pieces. Um, 15 pieces of original artwork. Original artworks. Yeah, all signed. And all, some of the words, the stuff. Lo- a lot yeah. of um, yeah. paintings that I'd um, altered, yeah. adding my own characters. Funnily enough, bought from Sage. Bought from Sage. <laughs> they had the original stickers on the back. Um, and, yeah, I donated them back. And um, some of them were actually in, um, like, actual you know, shows, art shows in galleries and that sort of stuff that I'd um, had the works returned. Some of them were commissions that were never picked up. Um, so they were really, like, fairly good representations of my work at the time. And they weren't um, in any way sort of half assed or anything like that, so... Can we just call a spade a spade? Yeah. You essentially threw out that artwork. No. If I threw it out, I would have thrown it in the bin. I actually made a conscious effort to take it down to Savers... And then I made a conscious effort to announce to all my followers, like I'm a cult leader or something, that I was putting on an art show at Savers, and I encouraged people to
0: actually call Savers and find out when the artwork would be available. I was one of the ones you encouraged, and I didn't. Okay. And fair. and look, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, say that there were some things that were happening in in my world this week that sort of prevented me from right. uh, you know really doing much about it i i have to admit that when you say um you know pe- you invited people to pick up your stuff i actually own quite a few of your pieces and i love them to bits and um i think most of them, not all but most of them have been gifts you've, you've just gifted them to me um Do i ever make you pay for anything no, you didn't. But I bought stuff. I bought <laughs> stuff from uh, we've we've displayed in galleries. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you would have got some something oh, okay. for it. Hey. Not everything, but there you go. <laughs> but um, I mean, here's the thing, right? If I'm gonna,
1: I've, I've created a whole bunch of artwork, and I'm not like someone actually. Um, a Friend of mine actually gave me the very helpful tip after I'd actually. Uh, uh, Donated the works that I maybe should have put a show on instead in a gallery of all these artworks mm-hmm. and I'm, my point of view was fairly clear at the time, and I'm like, why firstly, these are old artworks so they 're not really representative of what i'm doing now, but they're still still great
0: and it's it's where you've come from you wouldn't be doing what you're doing now if it wasn't for no the no staffing, absolutely and i
1: mean it'd be great for a retrospective but i don't think an artist of my caliber would have a you know a greatest hits album just yet you know what i mean <laughs> and so um but my my we need my, some my, hits first well, right? yeah I <laughs> i've got misses the to whole, this whole greatest. time um but my point of view was why would i pay a gallery say fifteen hundred dollars <sighs> to put on an art show of all my old work only to have that work come back to me when it didn't sell and be fifteen hundred dollars poorer Mm. Right. So my idea was, okay, hang the money. Don't let's let's take money out of the equation. What can we do? What's interesting? Mm. So you send it off to Savers, that helps a charity. Yeah. Right. Chances are they'll probably put, you know, a decent chunk of the work out all at once. So it looks like, you know, wow, there's all these original artworks. Mm. I always go to Savers and look for current original artworks. Like um, whether it be street art, whether it be other bits and pieces, I'm always on the lookout because you never know what you'll find. Yeah, and I wanted somebody else to have that experience of a local. Like it's it's interesting, it's cool work. Yeah, but I think anyway, and and you can walk in and just walk past it, going, "Hang on, what is that? Is that something? Is that a thing? Is this a guy? What's he doing? You know." And I want that process to happen instead of just like mundanely walking through you know, endless, you know, Bob Ross knockoff paintings and, like, real <laughs> ugly toilet art um, that you'd, like, hang in the toilet bowl yeah. of flowers or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so... Yeah. I, I, visit,
0: I visit people's homes frequently as part of my day <laughs> you, job. You know what I'm talking and, about. And then. I've seen all of these bad artworks. I Sometimes, you know, you go into one person's house and they've got the really bad print. Yeah. And, and, and then you the, the kitschy 1970s print. print and, and and yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> I've seen some prints in multiple places. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and you know that there's one guy running between houses with like two paintings under his arm, just like getting <laughs> it ready for you. Like, <laughs> but uh, okay, I mean, so, what, so, what's happened out of that right, is okay. that um, I did call savers and I found out when they would be um, displayed and it was yeah. Tuesday this week. Yeah. Um, I'll, I got a couple of emails, a couple of messages from people saying, oh, when are these artworks going to go? Oh, I'm not signed. When are they going to be on sale? and I'm like from what I understand it's going to be Tuesday oh that's great I'm going to go I'm going to go a lot of gunners um and I had people message me really confused about the idea of a show at savers where I was confused yeah no I mean people were like firstly what money no like uh is there going to be drinks
0: you know <laughs> Because like we were saying earlier on, that's what happens at yeah. art shows yeah. and that kind everyone of thing. everyone turns the, the up for the typical free beer, art yeah. shows. And...
1: and I'm like, uh, no, not at this one, no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: was that a people... shop? an op shop? First.
1: Yeah, was an op shop? I don't think they have a liquor license, even a <laughs> temporary one. I mean, I'm sure some people come in half cut, but that's a different <laughs> that's story. different story. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, so people were just taken aback. They were like, yeah. how are you making money off this? They were just very... Um, they were very confused, and mm. I kind of really enjoy that confusion. I like making people uncomfortable yeah. because
0: the work itself. Watch by wearing masks and gloves? The work itself
1: is <laughs> keep going. The work itself is not confronting. It's not. It doesn't challenge you. It's interesting to look at, but it doesn't challenge you. But I feel that what I'm trying to do with the work, yeah, putting it in a you know a different location and and having the some of the Melbourne art you know the emerging art community like what's he doing like, I mean essentially I took some stuff to Savers it's like mm. people don't normally trumpet that stuff on Instagram mm, but mm. I wanted to make it a little bit more thing now so I went down
0: there last night and in, a in a sense you the, 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 um, the practice of taking artwork that you've done previously or historical work down to Savers in itself is a performance piece is it not? Would that not be considered um, a, a piece of art in itself? A piece of performance art, an installation or something? It's something. It's well, not something. really. I mean, it's, it's, it's something, a, it's not, because not something then you also, I documented at the time. You did. You documented on, on, on Instagram. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess you could
1: say that. I'm, the, I'm not going to classify it or leave that to others. But it, it, is, it is meant to be challenging, right? It's meant to be <clears throat> challenging the status quo of, okay, create art, put in show, sell art, get money. Make more art. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, that's boring because it's just a cycle and I have a cycle that I have to do every day. It's called work. And if I'm going to spend a decent chunk of my leisure time, which I actually want to create artwork, working to try and sell it, mm. try and convince people that it's worthy of buying, worthy of having. Like, I don't want to work. Like, I want to I relax when I do my artwork and I don't want to have to actually go back to work to sell it to people. Like the work should sell itself. If it doesn't, that doesn't matter. It's not my concern. My concern is creating more artwork. And that's where I think some people are getting caught up because they're creating work to measure. They're creating work for an audience. They're creating work to sell. Right? Is there anything wrong with that inherently? No. Though? No. There's nothing wrong with that. If you if that's what you want to do, I'm just I'm I'm feel like I'm an iconoclast. I feel like I'm uh uh like a an anti-authority person who's just trapped in an authoritarian system like I, I can't get away from the fact that I need my nine to five you know it provides the living that I have and for my family and whatnot but like I'm smart enough to realize that if I quit my job I couldn't make that money mm. through art it just wouldn't happen and it wouldn't happen straight away and that would be the conundrum that I'm in yeah so I'm trying my best to actually work on the art because I think for me and I'm not talking for anyone else. And if anyone else has a problem with it, then, then welcome to it. For me, when I create art, the most important thing is to create the art. It's not to sell the art. It's not to try and convince an audience that it's worthy of having. My, uh, my problem is I want to create art and challenge myself to get better. Mm. And if somebody wants to watch me, watch my journey and own my art, that they they're welcome to come along on the journey. I'm not twisting anyone's arm. I'm not doing it to impress anyone
0: else except myself and oh. perhaps my kids yeah you know if you if you're if you're able to make more money though through your artwork and and sorry, we should probably clarify that you in this in this specific instance, we're talking about um painted artwork right mm-hmm. I've got in my practice and my practice and experience of art um and and creativity probably 70% of it would be in order to make money um, I, I've got I do commissions mm-hmm. also very small time as it turns out but I do commissions and um, what those commissions actually pay for uh, um, that means that some of my other purchasing, habits, some of the things I buy that I want to buy for for leisure and for fun and for collecting and and toys and that kind of thing is paid for and it doesn't come out of the family budget Mm -hmm. essentially Mm -hmm. in your instance if you if you're able to make money from your art if you're able to sell it rather than giving it away to savers, doesn't that then pay for your ability to create more, create better
1: I mean your point's right and I'm not i don't I don't negate that point at all I feel that um, that's that's the dream that that's the best dream that we could go for yeah you know is to have a uh, a little art career that pays for itself yeah. that doesn't impact on the family budget um that's interesting but it's still too hard for me like i i'm I feel that like setting up a little f- um, what do they call it um like a little Shop page, well, no, mm. Shopify or whatever. Yeah, yeah, one of those. Um, I'm like correct. an Etsy. Company. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. setting up that, and you know, like every um, YouTuber artist that tells you, oh, you do this, and then you can diversify your work and do mm. illustrations mm. for this. And th- listen, I only want to do my work. I don't want to work for a client. Mm. If if someone comes to up to me, it's like, oh, we want a mural, and we like lots of green and incorporating like natural things. Like, I want to draw a f**ing gorilla with a big, one bulging eyeball you know, yep. and a giant mouth. That, <laughs> that's kind of nature. Does that work for you? Does that fit in your brand profile? Yeah, because that's yeah. all I want to do. And if that doesn't fit, I've rejected so many people coming up to be going, we'd like to see a ca- character kind of like yours, but on a motorbike. And I'm like, you want me to learn how to draw a motorbike now? Like, because I don't have that much time to do this <laughs> artwork and <laughs> motorbikes are hard. Yeah. All right. And so I've knocked back a lot of stuff. I can see, like, art scams coming a mile away. Yeah. I feel that if I delete the money from it... I actually... It's actually really funny. Um, I was on an uh, internet forum about art, Melbourne artists, mm. Melbourne and Victorian artists. Yeah. And they said, oh, what's your... What are your tips for being an artist? And mine were... Like, I'm trying to... All these people are like, oh, you'd like to draw a dot and take it for a walk and, like... It's, you know, and and, like, and I just wrote like fail hard, fail often, fail better and then do it cheaply. Fall upwards. Yeah, do it cheaply. Yeah. And I got a couple of like hey likes, laugh, smiley faces, whatever. And then one lady who's I had to check her profile out after what she said. She's like, What do you mean cheaply? And I'm and I was like, Oh, triggered, all right, let's go. I'm like All right, listen. If you're an artist, you're an artist, okay? Mm. You can do art with mistints from Bunnings and cheap MDF or you can go and buy expensive canvases and $16 a tube paint, okay? If you're an artist, you're an artist. What did John um, John Lennon say? I'm a I'm a musician. You give me a tuber, I'll give you something out of it. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. And so that's the way I see it. You Like, yes, we're all trying to be great. Oh, we need to use the same things the masters used. And I'm like, yeah okay, but you know when you want to just splash a bit of paint, you don't want to be wasting you know your really nice Matisse oils and that sort of stuff on just yeah. experimentation and silliness, do you? Yeah. Yeah. So um, and then so she challenged me saying, "Oh, that's cheap. Cheap goes in um goes along with nasty." And like, <laughs> okay. All right. Um, and she was saying um um oh i i get uh i only use the best um materials i can afford you know you only you should you should create work that is going to last and i'm like i'm I'm bored like you sound like an art student you probably are an art student and i don't care what you're saying like i'm i'm not telling you what to do i'm telling you what i do yeah you know and and I, I mean, house paint lasts for ages and that's what I use most of the time. I mean, trying to get a white, that try, try and get a white from an art shop that covers like house paint you'll never find it.
0: So yeah, when you say mist mistints, yeah. a lot of people might not know what they are. Okay. So um, when you go down to uh, Bunnings <laughs> yeah. or whatever
1: hardware store, mega hardware store you go to, in the paint section, there's generally a, a section for what they call mist tints. It's mm. sample pots of paint. Um, which are between 250 and 500 mil mm. um, that they've uh like somebody's asked for a custom color and they've tinted it incorrectly and you get sometimes you get some of the most amazing pinks and greens and browns and i mean buying those for two dollars for 500 mil is much more interesting to me than paying a hundred
0: uh, paying 16 dollars for a 100 mil tube and uh, you know what the funny thing is as well about that is um you're talking about failing hard and failing often yeah you're creating art with someone else's failure yeah <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even think of that isn't it that- no but that's that's the
1: thing like I um like when when you say things like I put up a meme years ago saying um it was the joker from the dark Knight yeah. burning all the money and he goes uh his mm. his thing was like uh, you know what I like about uh, gasoline mm. and dynamite they're cheap they're you know cheap. <laughs> <laughs> More like paraphrasing, thing. Yeah. yeah, 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 no, and I'm um, you. and I I changed the words around to you know what I like about mistints and cardboard yeah. they're cheap. cheap and people got their nose out of joint they're like oh, what are you doing yeah. you know you need to do screen printing and use this supplier And I was like what are you talking about mate like you'll just get <laughs> buying into the idea of spending money to create your own artworks yeah you know pencils are cheap erasers are cheap man
0: yeah
1: and that's that's sort of the way that's sort of the way I'm going so I, actually back to the point savers please um i got a message this morning from a friend of mine who basically said just leaving savers now i think there's only one painting of yours left we bought two and we can't wait to put them up in our front room or whatever it was and i'm like all right okay
0: and Uh, unfortunately yeah
1: um, I did ask him which ones he did buy, yeah. and he did he did buy one of the little cardboard stencils of a robot and uh, death of a sea monster. Oh, I love that piece.
0: Oh, <laughs> really? That do. was actually the
1: most expensive piece there. It Was, uh, it was a princely sum of thirteen
0: dollars. I was gonna ask about what they were actually priced yeah. at. So you've dropped off a whole lot of original art. Yeah. If you were, if they were on a gallery wall. Yeah. What would you be charging? Um, probably. In the vicinity the, of. For the
1: paintings. I wouldn't have put the stencils in. They were just like fun little projects that I ended up framing. Um, f- you'd be looking at between, for the smaller ones, maybe 250 300 The bigger ones, maybe four,
0: $500. And I have and made that money before. And the for
1: th- the most the, expensive The biggest one, one was $13. $13. And um, the, the regular size paintings, I did a bubble study which was quite nice and they were all about 10 bucks and the little robot stencils which were actually very very cool on cardboard and they were framed and they were like three bucks each so i mean hey all that money goes to diabetes australia they it's a really good uh
0: i'm not unhappy about that (laughs) yeah
1: and so i'm 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 more than happy that uh you know, not that, not that I was, you know, oh, let's help out a charity. Oh, it's all for mm-hmm. charity. Wear a white ribbon or something like that or create awareness. No, but I just yeah. wanted to see what would happen. And all the people that were saying, oh, I'd love to see this and I'd love to see that. I just can't make it today. And I actually told a guy today and you pointed it out, it was a little pointed at what I said. Um, he's like, oh, I wish I could get down there, but uh, oh, I've got so much on today. And he actually did have a lot on today. um and I was being a bit of a jerk and said, "Oh well, I guess it's all a matter of priorities for you then, isn't it?" <laughs> oh, <laughs> and he, went, he, he mean, took it in good nature, but in, I mean, in,
0: in fairness, he genuinely might have genuinely had stuff that he, he just had, couldn't yeah. do.
1: I know he had plenty to on today, <laughs> oh. but like I said, um, it's not me that's mm. running this show. Like mm. it's at a shop, you can yeah. buy it. You know, yeah. first in, yeah. best dressed. Yeah. That's yeah. that's basically it. You know, yeah, I guess. and I mean, honestly. I've the someone wrote to me calling me a genius, and I'm like, oh, you really? could call me a genius, or you okay. could say like some <laughs> that dropped some stuff off at Savers, <laughs> you know. um, And another guy messaged me on Friday, ah, oh, Thursday night, going, hey, just saw the stuff that you dropped off at Savers. Ah, nicely played, man. I didn't know who this guy was. Like, nicely played, here. and I'm like, okay, I'll take that. You know? <laughs> He's obviously looked at the uh, Instagram address yeah. on the back of the, one of the paintings and, you oh, know, okay. like, track me down. Which so is you not...
0: actually put... Of course,
1: of course. I'm not, like, making a mystery. So well, of... what did you do? I basically signed every painting, front and back, and then put my Instagram um, details on the back.
0: So they could at least see what so I mean are doing and now, I mean other artwork, if it's just some random off the... Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, honestly, I'd rather somebody pick it up, even if they just l- turned it around, had a look at the back and said, oh, let's check out what else this guy's done. Because mm. I know... I'll tell you now, if I turned a painting around that I thought was interesting and there was an Instagram on the back, mm. I'd be in the store checking out that guy's Instagram yeah, to see yeah, what yeah, the heck's yeah, going on here. Yeah, you know that's
0: that's that's cool. Um, so the the funny thing about this whole scenario is that you're saying that a lot of people, um, were expressing interest in your art, um when you'd given it away to savers, where you think they weren't particularly interested in it prior to that. I
1: did um, offer... There were some people who um, did say, oh, I really like that X piece that you did or that Y piece. And Mm. I'm like, well, I just got that back from the gallery. You're free to come and pick it up. And nothing happened. No, no, I'm sorry. I can't come down. Every manner of excuse. And I'm like, listen, I get it. You know, I don't want to drive to Frankston sometimes, you know. Mm. Um... But it's not from lack of me trying. Hey, you can come and get this. Mm. Well, the one thing that did surprise me was, um, I think people thought I might have gone a little crazy. It's
0: not the first time they've thought that. There was another incident. <clears throat> we'll talk about. I don't that want to talk time. about it tonight. We'll talk about that another time.
1: time. Yeah. But um, there, were, people might have thought I went a little crazy and just gave away all my artwork and just went, ah, I'm done. I'm out of here. Um, and what I did was very calculated and very planned. Um, yeah. But I did get a couple of messages from people saying, "Hey, uh, do you still have that uh, that one piece? What are you doing with that?" And I'm like, uh, "What you think I'm just gonna give you artwork now? Because like, <laughs> like if you want artwork, go down to as You can pick up as much as you want <laughs> for thirteen dollars or three dollars." So like oh okay this this one painting that um someone asked about was like
0: I think it was a $350 painting that I actually currently have right. back in my so what, back in my vault. what you actually took down to save is you were quite deliberate about it. It wasn't everything you've got. No. You were quite deliberate with what Ironically, you Ironically, the pieces some of the pieces that sold
1: before I got there, the text-based pieces, like I did a couple of mm. pieces just with text, mm. they sold very quickly. Like that were gone by the time I got there. The the commissions, um, this really beautiful mountainscape with two that was called the mm. something the lair of the bat uh, mm. mountain bat or something like yep. that. And yep. it just had these cartoony bats over a really gorgeous like um, uh, you know landscape mountain yep. photo. Yeah. Yep. That was sold. Yeah. Um, and the Bat City piece with the black letter, um, black lettering, and the um you know the Melbourne you know cityscape with bats over it that was sold as well i mean that probably would have sold for 20 bucks or so because it was a fairly large piece Mm. but i was just interested to see what had what was left um everybody made was making a massive fuss over this big pink gorilla painting that i did Mm, and that was still there that was still there last night Uh, i think it's gone now but i was expecting that the saturday rush Mm. to savers was going to be the um the thing, because people don't go to savers during the week so much as they yeah. do on Saturday. Yeah. So that was interesting. I mean, okay. honestly, it was so much fun that i probably do it again in a little while um, and just switch it up and, you know.
0: Well, um, look out uh, for a savers near you, I guess, is mm. a lesson in well, this. Well, I mean, I'll let you know. I mean,
1: you know, and you know, 90% of the people will say it's such a great idea well, and not turn up anyway. Um, so it's kind well, of like an art show. It's going to be very...
0: <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be very interesting uh, to see what happens next. I did, though, the, my point that I was going to make about the fact that, um, you know, that you were quite specific and deliberate about the things that you did take down to savers. It was a curated art show. Mm. It was
1: very curated. Yeah. There was stuff that I, I was cleaning up the studio today in the big sprinkling and I'm like, Yep, didn't take that one down. and Definitely, no. yeah, like, I was very careful about what I sent down there because I didn't want to just dump every piece of trash I had. Like, I literally did throw a couple of pieces out because they just weren't up
0: to par. Next time, I do want to talk a little bit about um, my relationship with your art. I think that, that would you be an a, interesting you have discussion. You relationship with my art? <laughs> this is going to be news to me. I don't know what
1: the hell you're talking about.
0: This is going to be a very interesting discussion. What did you do to my dartboard? <laughs> Dartboard we'll My pick, creation We'll pick that up Next time <laughs> We're going to take A short break And we'll be back uh, To finish up the show See you soon See ya Welcome back to the Robot Head and Spook Podcast We're going to finish up this evening with a segment that we think is going to be recurring But since this is a pilot episode we have no idea what's going to happen next Um, uh, We want to talk a little bit about um, things that we enjoy Things that we like, things that inspire us I think that um, artists often get inspired by other artists and other creatives um, so we've got just this little segment that we're gonna call stuff that we're digging um so something I've been digging this week is that uh a little while back, a short while back, I picked up um the uh the Beatles Abbey Road fiftieth anniversary edition um It was f- literally fifty years ago that Abbey Road came out um and uh they did a 50th anniversary edition and you know they put a lot of yeah you know, sometimes they'll do you know an anniversary edition of something and they'll they'll chuck in a couple of extras um this has been this cd set's been remastered by Giles Martin who's the son of George Martin who was the you know the fifth beatle the, the that amazing producer that produced so much of their work he's remastered it but they've also added discs several discs worth of extras and demos and um different cuts and and all kinds of things and they some of them are extraordinary um particularly the thing that I was really digging uh was um uh, on one of them they actually included uh string instrumentals um just strings for um the George Harrison song something and um uh, some strings and, and brass for Golden Slumbers and Carry That Weight. And just those pieces by themselves uh, were just extraordinary. Extraordinary. And they're really in the background of the song. You can pick them out and you can hear them in the, in the songs when you're playing the songs. But um, when they isolate them, they're extraordinary pieces of music. And it's not even the Beatles themselves, those four musicians that were playing it. Um, and they add so much to the, the song and the music and honestly, I was listening to some of this stuff and almost in tears, it was so beautiful. It was just um You're really good. Right? I was I was very close. Um, it was giving me goosebumps, some of it was just amazing. So um if you are at all a Beatles fan, Um, I'd really strongly suggest you pick up the uh, Abbey Road 50th Anniversary Edition. Um, It's uh, well worth your time, and, you know, obviously, it's a magnificent album um, in and of itself. Uh, Anyway, so that's what I've been digging this week. What have you been digging this week? Oh,
1: I'd just like to say um, it's really interesting that you've had such an emotional experience with things I've never even heard of, so... (laughs)
0: Um, I'll educate you, man. Don't worry about it. No, it's me. all right. It's all right. I'll, 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 I'll okay. <laughs> films, actually, right? I got YouTube. You can actually... I believe that a lot of these extras, um, including those strings, those isolated strings, I think you can actually listen to on YouTube. It's not in the you know, surround sound that, that the discs are in, but never mind. Okay. Do you, do you listen to them in surround sound? Um, Not yet. Okay. So, But I have the capacity so. <laughs> to, so I will. No, just... <laughs> anyway. Yeah, anyway um all right
1: uh what i'm digging at the moment um it's going to sound a little cliche but uh my man banksy he's uh he did a he did a cool thing um
0: now this is um i you may have heard of I'm, him he's i know who Banksy, but i haven't heard of anything he's done okay. specifically recently okay
1: um he opened a was it croydon he opened a shop in croydon right in the uk in the uk not in here i would have been there <laughs> <Croydon>. <laughs> Swim by on the way back from work yeah um, drop
0: into eastland on the way past <laughs> uh, no 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 he
1: he opened a, he opened a shop front it was more of a shop front in croydon where it was really? it wasn't an actual shop it was just basically like the Maya windows yeah um and he had a range of products in the um in the windows ranging from a baby mobile made out of uh, surveillance cameras to a tony the tiger rug Mm. With Tony the Tiger's head, um, <laughs> oh uh, decaying teeth and stuff, yeah. Um, he had uh, some spray cans, yeah. like spray paint cans with his name scratched into them, you know, teacups. Uh, uh, one of the nicest pieces was that I thought was nice was a set of clocks, um, like round office clocks with a rat running in it as if it was like a wheel. Yeah. Um, so he opened that uh, shop. It was open for a couple of weeks. People who went to see it, some people were actually... Anonymously given prints, just they were someone was walking around just like giving out prints, like screen prints of Banksy artworks.
0: They would be ridiculously expensive. They went
1: up on uh, eBay right away, and I'm like, "You guys fucking high, like really?" How like, much? Oh, they were getting up to like three, 000, four thousand dollars, which is yeah <laughs> for something that they got for free, free. Okay, a free print. So anyway, so um. So this is all great. And then he had a, a website that basically said, Oh, opening soon, uh, gross domestic product, opening soon, opening soon. So everyone was like, Ooh Was that the name of the shop? Uh the, the show was called Gross Domestic Product. Okay. Um if you go onto the Banksy site you'll see the reasoning behind it. or something about him like a greeting card company trying to copyright his name. <laughs> copyright oh, his So Seriously? I don't even know if that's true. That's the story behind it. Um so basically what he's done is he's You know, he eventually opened the shop and basically said it's like a horrible shopping experience. You're probably going to, you know, regret it anyway. Um, To his credit, it wasn't first come, first served. Um, What you have to do is you have to pick one product that you're interested in and you have to apply to buy it. And they vet everyone. Like they are going to vet every single person that's applied to buy every product in the hopes that that person isn't going to flip the product right away uh, as opposed to the prints that they were giving out as opposed to the prints where they just gave those out <laughs> now um it's interesting because uh Banksy put up this interesting statement by Robert Hughes and it would something something about art should make us feel uh more clearly and more more intelligently it should give us coherent sensations that we otherwise would not have had. But the price of a work of art is now part of its function. And it just goes on about how artwork, um, you know, is being overpriced and that sort of stuff. And I, you know, under that uh, Instagram post, I this was before anything had actually happened. I made the smarmy comment that if this is a real problem for you, then perhaps... Make your work more accessible. Your biggest fans around the world have no chance of owning your stuff while rich assholes can monopolize you. And then a couple of weeks later, he makes it so everyone can afford a piece of his artwork if he sees fit Mm -hmm. that you are fit to buy it. And I went back to my original comment and said, wow, I didn't see that coming. (laughs) So I did apply for one piece. It was the Banksy spray can. I originally wanted the clock... And mm. while everything is cheaper, much cheaper than market value, mm. there was a. I think the clocks are going to be a hundred. A set of a hundred, no, fifty of those clocks will be available to say, for sale, and they are priced at five hundred pound each. And while I feel that's a uh, worthy investment, I don't have five hundred pounds to spend. This is going to be interesting. If you happen to,
0: if win, I get win the, ve- the 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 vet lottery,
1: <laughs> well. I mean some of the products that he has There's an unlimited amount So he will just keep making them And I think what he's doing Is he's trying to flood the market With his work Mm. Like the spray cans with his name written on them Are 10 pounds Yeah So everyone can afford one And if there's an unlimited number of them And he can just pump them out Then they're essentially going to be worthless If everyone that wants one can have one Who the hell's going to spend more than 10 pounds to get one Yeah you know what I mean? Okay, Whereas, you know, he used to say, Oh, I, I swapped a painting for a, uh, a haircut one time, and then that's $250,000 at auction. And I'm like, Yeah, I feel your pain, man. I mean, like, you know, you're, you're, you're doing someone, you know, oh, someone's right, done you a right. solid, and then you've, they've turned around and made a ton of money off you. So hopefully, I mean, listen, all I, was, all I wanted, even if I don't get it, all I wanted was a fair shot at yeah. owning a Banksy piece, okay. right? I've never and, had and the money, and now I think everyone's been given a fair shot, mm. and I really, really dig it. I really think that with his fame and with his, you know, global appeal, that um, it's just something that, like, you've got millions of people that can never be the Brad Pitt's that can af- walk into your show and go, one, one of those, one of those, and two of those, thanks, mm. you know, and walk out with an elephant painted like wallpaper or something like i don't know like you know like we we can't all be those people that just have the resources to spend all that money but you know if you're gonna if you're famous and you want to do something for your fans and let them know that you know you're the real reason why we're doing it not just so rich assholes can get richer by reselling my work you know that's a cool thing i think that's a that's that really goes along with you know my ethos at the moment of just doing the work and letting the work speak for itself, as opposed to just chasing the money all the time.
0: Well, this uh, I'm I'm really hoping, not just for the sake of content, but I'm hoping that we have a little bit of a postscript to this at some point. There the may be this. a
1: post postscript to it,
0: oh. um, which I'm not sure will go down. But if it does, I'll let you know. Well, time will tell. We will find out. But for now, we're going to sign off. I will say I am Robot Head Michael. And I've been Spook, JF. And thank you very much for listening. And we will talk at you again very soon, wherever you are, whenever you are. Have a good one. Email us at robotheadandspookpodcast at gmail.com. Our socials are Instagram at robothead underscore and underscore spook. Facebook.com slash RobotheadandSpookPodcast. And Twitter at Razor. The music in the pod is taken from Touching Up My Seed by Colin Lamont, Music the